Hello and welcome to I Want to Be Elated, the podcast that celebrates whatever helps us boost our mental health. I'm James. And I'm Fred. And thank you so much for joining us once again on this podcast as we mull over what makes us tick, especially when our mental health isn't where we want it to be. So this week, we're going to try something a little bit different um, from what we've done the last couple of weeks, uh, but we'll give you some more details on that in just a second. But before we begin, I thought I'd better check in and say, Frederick, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right for once. Um, <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Started on new meds as per the usual uh, situation, but so far, day three, nothing wrong with them. I was a bit poorly last week after my vaccine, but then my immune system is as about as useful as a chocolate teapot these days, so it wasn't a big surprise. Uh, but yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Looking forward to finally getting this recorded. Um, <laughs> and yeah, with with edging slowly closer to normal times again. So yeah, feeling pretty positive. How about you? How have you been? Well, like you, um, I got my vaccine uh, last Friday, I think it was. Uh, just for clarity, for those of you that don't know us in the real worlds, uh, we're not uh, pensioners or anything like that. It's just our little area of blighty seems to be racing through uh, people in terms of vaccines. So, uh, yeah, so we, I was happy to, to book mine in. Um, it was a painless experience getting the jab. Uh, I was one of the lucky flu, uh, one of, well, one of the, uh, <laughs> there was a Freudian slip that perhaps gave it away. I was one of the lucky few that got the flu-like symptoms later on uh, that evening. Um, so that was a fun experience. But um, overall, to be honest, I'm just really pleased to, to have had the first dose, looking forward to getting the second one. And hopefully at some point this year, getting back to some form of a normal life and, and routine once again, that would be a good thing. Other than that, um, my week has mainly been completing my watch of Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> that's, ta- that's taken you a good part of the week. It's <laughs> literally taken me a it good was, part of the week. It was your birthday, Jimbo. You forget it that. was my birthday, and I gave myself the day off of watching um, Justice League on my birthday <laughs> and did something uh, that I enjoyed 100% which was eat cake probably can't remember what we did we took took the dog for a walk on the beach and then just relaxed for the rest of the day so that was good i'm sure i will save my comments on Zack snyder's justice league for another time we'll lull you all into a false sense of uh, of security and when the world has uh forgotten about it we'll bring it up again like a zombie from a grave um which ironically is pretty much how that movie came to be made, wasn't it? It was a zombie rising from the ashes. I was going to say right. more like a phoenix one. Would phoenix. <laughs> phoenix. There's been mixed metaphors. I think, Zach, I think Zack Snyder would go, want to go with phoenix rather than zombie. Although, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's it's um, one of the top 250 movies of all time, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Maybe Very not much. by the time this goes out. It's been Very dropping Very much steadily. depends who you talk to. Um, yes, we'll save, we'll save any thoughts, uh, comments, spoilers, that kind of thing for, for a later date. But um, I'm sure we will, we will be discussing it at some point. So, yeah, I mean, other, other than that, it's been a good week. Just, uh, you know, always good to watch something new, good to take the dog for a walk. Nice to have a birthday. It means I've su- successfully haven't died for another year. So that's good. Yeah, so this week we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We are going to focus on a specific title. It's not necessarily a film that either of us 
Well, I don't think I, I certainly hadn't seen it before this watch and I don't know. No, no, this is, um, this was virgin territory for me. I had actually had it downloaded for a little while. Um, legally, of course, paid for it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Should, uh, watch ourselves. So should we, um, (laughs) yeah. Um, but no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I've been sort of waiting on it. Yes. So, one of the things that uh, over the last couple of episodes we've talked about is, you know, a love of movies. And within that, um, if it survived the edit, uh, was talking about how we don't always like watching movies that are renowned to be classics. We like to watch a broad spectrum of movies and uh, and, and take in different types of, of, of entertainment. Um, and one of the things both Fred and I have been doing recently uh, is making our way back through the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the, I guess, 2010s onwards Marvel Cinematic Universe is not the first time the company has, uh, has taken their, their, their comic book titles and tried to turn them into, um, into, into the moving pictures, the talkies. Uh, and they had a raft of them in the 70s and 80s. There was Spider-Man, there was uh, the Incredible Hulk TV show, um, and also this little beauty that we're going to be talking about, which is Doctor Strange from 1978. And worth noting that um, most of these, the ones that you've mentioned there are, are kind of linked to the TV shows. So the Spider-Man one, I think, served as, as a pilot for the TV show. This Doctor Strange was supposed to serve as a pilot for a TV show. And The Incredible Hulk was linked to the TV show. They were, they were sort of like specials, weren't they? For the yeah, shows. absolutely. Yeah. It's a very different cinematic or tele- televisual universe than the, the, perhaps the movies we're used to. Yeah, that's that's fair to say, I would say. Yeah, but I thought just in case anybody doesn't uh, remember or who Doctor Strange is or has no idea who the hell Doctor Strange is, um, I'll give you a quick summary from, uh, from Wikipedia, our good friends at the wikis. So they say Doctor Stephen Strange is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, uh, created by Steve Ditko and, and, and Stan Lee. Um, he is basically the Sorcerer Supreme. He's the primary protector of Earth against magical and mystical threats. So if ever there's a nice little summary as to who he is, that's him. You, Fred, have seen the uh, recent Doctor Strange, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've, uh, and I watched it again recently when I did the full Monty yes. before, I, before my Disney Plus ran out. So, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about that movie? I mean, uh, I didn't like him very much. Was... Oh, you, when you say him, do you mean Benedict Cumberbatch or do you oh, mean Stephen No, Strange? I mean, Be- Benedict Cumberbatch seems like a, a positively lovely fellow from when <laughs> yeah. I've seen him interviewed. I mean, Dr. Sh- Stephen Strange, he seemed like quite quite an arrogant sort. I don't think I would have wanted him. I mean, he, he, was, he was a surgeon, right? So his bedside manner was probably, you know, it, he probably went in... I, when I've had surgery before, I haven't actually spoken to my consultants that much. Um, but even so, he was chilling, quite frankly, chilling, not cuddly, quite full of himself until he wasn't anymore. I'm trying not to do too many spoilers, but yeah, I didn't warm to the character. No, it, it took me a little while. I think it took him a good hour and a half of the two hour movie to become even somewhat likable. I much more preferred him in the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War mm-hmm. movies. He's much yep. more likable in those movies. So that, that was good to see. Um, I wonder if we were supposed to have liked him in that movie. But I didn't mind the recent Doctor Strange. 
it felt like a bit of a mishmash of Batman Begins, Harry Potter. Yeah, it starts off, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, okay, it starts off yeah. Batman Begins. It yeah. starts off with bloody ER, doesn't it? And then it goes, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. then it goes Batman Begins when he goes off to uh, to Asia to find his his, his secrets. Then right. obviously Harry Potter wizarding. There's probably a bit of bit of Buffy or something in there as well. Probably, who knows? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It's not my favorite MCU movie, but it's it's not my worst. It's not my least favorite. Um, that's still slowly begin uh, belongs to iron man 3 which is a movie that even mentioning makes me angry so um let's not talk about that one <laughs> i i have those two the other way around if memory serves to be honest with you it's um it probably is my joint least favorite of the M- if the mcu yeah well let's as this is supposed to be the podcast about things that make us happy <laughs> so so we're on we're on solid ground already yeah yeah the only way is up as yaz once said so i thought it might be uh pertinent is that the right word i'm looking for pertinent yeah yeah it depends yeah, what you're about to with say that. afterwards doesn't it well true. <laughs> with that context it means nothing so i thought it might be pertinent to just give a couple of notes about dr strange uh, 1978 it's obviously a take on the Marvel Comics character that we said you know, was co-created by Steve Ditko and Stan, and Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip DeGuer directed the film and he wrote it specifically for television. And he produced the film along with Alex Beaton and Gregory Hoblet, which I read as Hobbit, which is probably why I included it on that note. So Stanley served as a consultant on the film, uh, which was created as a pilot for a proposed television series, as I think you said earlier. Uh, in terms of cast, Doctor Strange is played by Peter Hooten, which is a fun name to say. It is. Um, along with Jessica Walter, who played Morgan Le Fay. Uh, Eddie Benton, who is also known as Anne-Marie Martin, played Clear Lake, which I wondered if that was a joke. Clear Lake? Clear Lake? Who knows? Um, um, yeah, interestingly, uh, that is a character from the comic books, because I was like, really? Clear Lake? Mm. But yeah, she's she's yeah. canon. She was canon before. Okay. Before the well, film. I've got I me. Mean, I've never read the Doctor Strange comic books, so it was it, pretty much my only experience of Doctor Strange is, is this and, and the recent movies. So, same, same. To be fair, the only reason I know that Clear Lake thing was because I was the same as you. Was like, really? They've gone for a, a, a fairly weak pun for her name. No, that's Stan Lee's doing. So. There you go. Okay, then. So, and then Clyde, uh, I'm going to butcher this last name, Clyde Kusatsu uh, played the character of Wong, and John Mills played Thomas Lindmer. So the film aired on September 6th, 1978, in a two-hour block from 8pm to 10pm on CBS, and that was the same network that at the time was airing The Amazing Spider-Man and The Incredible Hulk. Um, Sadly, for everybody involved, Doctor Strange was not picked up by CBS. I thought, I wondered if it was probably worth us just saying what we thought was going on in this, because as we've mentioned with the, the recent Doctor Strange movie, it starts off with VR, where Doctor Strange is this wonderful uh, surgeon who's amazing and can, you know, do things that other surgeons can't, save lives with other people that have been and, pronounced dead. And boy, and, doesn't he let everybody know he it. He does let everybody know. He's one, of those, he's one of these rich people that lives in a massive studio apartment with nothing other than like a bed and a sofa in it. Um, and then he has a car accident terrible things happen to his hands he can't move them anymore uh, can't even pick his nose uh he then goes off to Katmandu, i want to say uh yes i think Let, so. to find some i want to say magic flower but i think that actually was batman begins he goes off to learn from tilda swinton 
Yeah, the ancient one. She, she is the ancient she, one. She is the ancient one. She's so ancient, she, all her hair's fallen out. Exactly. And she stopped looking Asian and now looks like a middle-aged white lady. And he, I remember the scene is he's looking at this, um, you know, a uh, fairly temple looking place and he's like oh this must be it and then some scraggy dude is like oh it's this shitty little door over here yeah of fool. course it is have you not seen last crusade Where did he have to choose <laughs> exactly. the holy so he has his holy grail moment then he goes and meets tilda swin and they have a cup of tea he reads some books he learns his magic then the whole world goes inception like in terms of buildings going all over the place he's a bit of a pain as well isn't he he's stealing things out of the library he remember he's, he's quite a wag he and, is he's uh, just too good for yeah, Wong's sick and tired of him. He keeps yeah, stealing books that he shouldn't have. And... Good at surgery. He's good at stealing books. He's just, you know, no wonder he's the chief uh, magician or whatever it was he was and, doing. Uh, yeah, again, even when he's in this world, he does not try and be affable, does he? He, he does not try and he doesn't try to endear himself to really no, anyone. Not one bit. And, like ever, does he in that film? I don't think. <laughs> Maybe later on. Maybe I think much later in the yeah, much much later he does when he after he has his inception moment and they, they use the special effects from that. Mm-hmm. He ends up going back to New York where he's slightly nice to his ex girlfriend. So he's now got his Harry Potter magic skills. So that's good. They talk a lot and then the big bad comes along. I'm not sure how he wins. I think basically he just dies a lot. They go back in time. Of course they do. And so it's Doctor Who, it's timey-wimey stuff. He's got, the ti- he's got the time stone, isn't he? So actually they lose, and then he cheats and goes back in time, and, and, and then they win. I so think. he basically kills the big bag through boredom. I think so. I mean, as you can probably tell, I was suffering a similar reflection by this point in the movie. I was like, okay, yeah. It wasn't my favourite MCU movie. It's probably the MCU movie that made me feel a little bit worn down by the rate at which they were beginning to release movies and and I was ready for a bit of a break from MCU at that point. But I've never particularly... as I'm the same as you as well, right? I That was my first experience of Doctor Strange, so it was hard for me to be excited about it mm-hmm. because I actually quite like Constantine, who I think is better... Yes. He's sort of like a sort of stuck-up version of Constantine, isn't he? So if you, for context, if you're listening and you don't know who Constantine is, John Constantine is the DC mad magician. Yeah. He's a scouser who wears a trench coat, smokes a lot of cigarettes, and uh, fights the supernatural, but they're more sort of like hellish demons rather than mystical gods who you can beat through boredom. Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) As far as I'm aware, Constantine hasn't ever bored anyone into submission. He beat the devil, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the comic book Hellblazer. Um, Keanu Reeves obviously played him in the movie Constantine. (laughs) I so Um, wish he'd done a Scouse accent for that as well, but that didn't Yeah, I I will admit, I haven't seen the Constantine TV show that was released recently. No, me neither. neither. I think it's been cancelled, hasn't it? So I just won't bother investing my time (laughs) in that. This episode of I Want to Be Elated, we have some comic book related TV shows and movies to recommend to you to go along with the episode's subject matter of Doctor Strange. Don't worry, they aren't all as crazy as this week's topic, I promise. 
The first recommendation is a pair of movies, Superman the Movie and Superman 2, specifically the Richard Donner cut. These were the movies that opened my eyes to the world of superheroes and comic books as a child, and they probably get overlooked a little bit these days in favour of the modern Marvel movies, but they are very much worth checking out, not just for the groundbreaking special effects and Christopher Reeve's standout performance as Clark Kent and Superman, but also for the iconic John Williams soundtrack. Plus, they're just great fun. What did you think was going on in 1978, Doctor Strange? I mean, it felt very much like a pilot, didn't it? It felt like yeah. the whole thing was setting up because he he wasn't really very magical until he, he wasn't. He, it was maybe twelve minutes before the end until he actually got his power. Until he wore, wore, wore full regalia. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Was, uh, he didn't get his tin kit until no, he two didn't. minutes in, something like that. No, he didn't, and he didn't even get any zapping power. And when he did get zapping power, which seemed to be the main power. <laughs> <laughs> the main obvious power was zapping zapping and jedi mind tricks seem to be the main main powers right um and he didn't even get zapping power until he was given it by the baddie when she was seducing him no so maybe we should rewind a little bit there because if i I've, i mean i've just i've just pressed play now on my definitely purchased legal download it starts off rather wonderfully it was a bit of, I, don't, I can't call it nostalgia because this came out probably 20 years before. But the opening, the opening bit, it's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it starts off with this, with this credit, well, I wouldn't say credit roll, but it's, a, you know, a, a, it's, it's like a title crawl, isn't it? Title crawl, yeah. And it says, there is a barrier that separates the known from the unknown. Beyond this threshold lies a battleground where forces of good and evil are in eternal conflict. The fate of mankind hangs in the balance and awaits the outcome. Already, it's weightier than the MCU one. <laughs> Sometimes when there has to be exposition right up front to explain the universe, I have alarm bells ringing. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> oh God, if we... If we have to be told this, we, but then that's fair enough because this is quite a complicated universe where magic is a real thing. And I let it off. I let it off. And then our next bit is in every age and time, some of us are called upon to join the battle. If that's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I don't know what is. You know, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And then he goes this weird, strange graphic on, on screen and Doctor Strange appears. There's a lot of um, occult imagery, isn't there, during the titles. Uh, one bit that I liked particularly, uh, 1 minute 21, was there's a weird wolf dude head and it comes up with John Mills' title over it, which made me think... Is that what he looks like? It's like, oh, John, is that what John Mills looks like in this? Well, I like the fact that at, at the beginning of the movie, it sounds like someone's clearing their throat. The croaky dude, just before we see Morgan Le Fay, who is th this red dress wearing seductress, who I kept looking at thinking, my little red riding hood has suddenly grown up. Um, John <laughs> I, Mills has just popped up on my screen now, as she, as she said that. See? So she starts talking with somebody off screen who you don't see, and they sound really annoyed with her. Uh, well, to be fair, that is his main remit, is being furious with her. And she's not pulling her finger out, though, is she? She's... No, but what I found funny about this was that when the big bad speaks, this off-screen villain, he, he sounds like somebody trying to do a dirty phone call. It's like he's really muffled. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. got his hand over the receiver, and he's like, it, oh, Morgan Le Fay, what are you doing? To her? You know? Yeah, he, it is um, a seriously croaky voice, and a definitely affected accent 
Yes. Well, I put here, um, when we do see him, he looks like a blurry red sideshow bob. <laughs> Sounds like Barry White's more toxic cousin with strep throat, um, which is about as, as clear a, a description as I could give him. I actually I actually put that as a semi-positive, um, was the, the, the big bad guy was scarier than the crystal guy in Wonder Woman 84. I found him... I found him a scarier bad guy than that. To be fair, there's something about seeing low-budget uh, fantasy things, you know, uh, stage design that actually, with a modern eye, makes it look more terrifying now, I think, mm. or more scary anyway. It brings you in. It's, it's certainly not what you're used to. I love the fact that he's still picking on Little Red Riding Hood for something she did 500 years ago. Yeah, he, Let he, it go, mate. He's not letting I mean? it slide, is he, at all? Not um, one bit, you know, just, it's unbelievable. He's and basically, so he, she's had 500 years of, of being beaten around the head for whatever it was she, she failed to do. Yeah, presumably and he's been uh, for 500 every day. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. But he then gives her three days to kill mm-hmm. this guy who, who is a lookalike of Stanley, as far as I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an early, a very early cameo. Play. But then he's <laughs> he's in the whole thing. It's like, well, yeah, exactly. that's confusing, isn't it? You know, Little Red Riding Hood couldn't get the job done 500 years ago. So now he's given her three days to complete it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think it's like end of days, isn't it? And like like this, the guy that's not Stanley but looks like Stanley, he looks pretty old. And I'm not going to lie, Riding Hood is showing in this. That would kill him in about three minutes, let alone three days. She's got the job done. She's not shy, is she? It's fair no, to say. No, it could be a short film is all I was thinking at this point. But what I love most about it is that it's absolutely 100% played straight. None of this is done for giggles. Unlike, you know, one of my major complaints about the, the, the Marvel movies is I like when they add humor, but sometimes they undercut moments of tension with too much humor. Do you know what I mean? There's like a, an aside where you're like, oh, that's one step too far. This, none of it. Sure. And actually, um, just on that note, that was one of the things that I thought the, the new Doctor Strange suffered with because they did try and put these comedy bits in and it didn't work in the same way that it does with Iron Man or where the characters are a bit funny. He, you had yeah. this really obtuse fucking asshole who's suddenly doing <laughs> wisecracks every now and then. It was like, don't try the comedy, mate. Come on, we know your heart's not in it. So as far as I can tell, we then go from this underworld demonic place to... Yeah, um, we're, not, we're, not, we're never really told where we are at that point, are we? We're just some... No, it's some kind of weird otherworld dark looks evil fiery probably if you think of any if you think of the 1980s heavy metal band saxon and think (laughs) of any of their heavy metal albums that probably had some demonic hell on the front it might be one of them apologies if saxon had no such thing but they're the first band that sprung to mind so we go from hell to following a yellow cab uh, to suburbia and it turns out it's stan lee's house I can't remember the guy's name, so I'm going to rec- refer to them as how I see them. Well, so you'll hear this, Little Red Riding Hood and Stan Lee quite a lot, so apologies for that. At this point, we don't know who anyone is called, so that's fair enough. Nobody's told us who, who anyone is. Yeah, so he's got this spacious grand house in the middle of a cluttered suburbia, but when you go inside, the wall design... It's like it's been painted with mud. It's like he lives inside a mud So I've got for this, which I actually quite like. This was a plus point for me. It was like a German expressionist Flintstone house, almost, (laughs) right? Where all of the – everything's slightly off. And and for me, that's ticking boxes because I like German expressionism. And I do – 
I like the Flintstones. So I was like, I'm in for this. This is good. Um, but yeah, it's it's not of any time, is it? Particularly interior design. It's definitely a unique look. But when I when I look at this, I just I bet it smells musty. I would love to yeah, see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd yeah, love to. Definitely. Stan Lee's basically sat there now in a wizard's costume. Wong, his aide, has come in wearing a, a dapper suit. And I just think he must go every day and make an effort for this prick. And he sat there in his pajamas, looking like a you know, drunk magician. But what I loved about this <laughs> was the fact that <laughs> Stan Lee t- says to Wong, oh, "I'm going to reference this crazy lady that you you know is probably going to come and try and kill me." So he knows the score straight away. Mm-hmm. Then he just grabs what he refers to as a 500-year-old book off of his bookcase. It's immaculate. You know, he should be going over to Dublin University and telling them how to store the Book of Cows properly. But he, in this book, he's got a, a, a painting of a goth little red riding hood and says a name. He actually gives her the name Morgan Le Fay. So I tried to refer to her as that. So, yeah, so we've established already that Morgan Le Fay and uh, Sideshow Bob, voiced by Barry White, live in hell. Stan Lee and Wong live in this uh, swanky suburban place which inside is some kind of mishmash of every age of interior decorating. <laughs> definitely, definitely quite a Stone Age vibe to it. It's, um, it's, yeah. it's something. I mean, like the, the art is your typical kind of, uh, you know, crazy mystic art of heavily oil paintings referencing something that you'll never, you'll never know about. Weird things carved out of logs, very dark wood candles yeah instead of electricity. Look, they need to get some windows and skylights in there because it's dingy from stan lee's house we go to meet uh, dr strange they go it's all like oh uh, right we've got to find this dr strange he's got a, he's got the ring so we know that he's got the symbol we blend from this the painted symbol this magic symbol that's referred to by stan lee to a shot of, of this ring that dr strange is wearing with the same symbol on it um and he's just about to get in a lift and everybody in this hospital seems to uh, love this guy and the only way i can describe how um stephen strange dr strange looks in this movie compared to benedict cumberbatch's version is he looks like uh the love child of magnum pi and graham Soonis. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's so tight perm, moustache, kind of. And also, one thing I noticed about this is um, there's a bit of a conversation with um, Stan Lee uh, Mm -hmm. and Wong. Yep. uh, Like, oh, yeah, you've got to go and find him. Do you reckon you can find him? Hell yeah, I can. First place to look. No problem at all. No. Took him 10 seconds. We get a different relationship between Doctor Strange and the nurses here, right? Because in the in the recent movie, he was a bit of an arsehole to to one of the doctors or or nurses. I don't know if we ever uh, find out her role. So apologies if I've missed that. Here, even before he's got to work, Doctor Strange is chatting up the nurses. Honestly, God, he comes across like a proper seventies sex pest. He is. He smooth. really does. He's smooth, but they seem to like it as well. It's true. It's they're true. not me tooing him or anything. They they they're quite happy. I've written that he's randier than a rabbit with Viagra, which I think is probably the most active. And one thing I noticed with his look, the faded, because I guess this is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy from a TV broadcast, the faded look, and the fact that he seems to be dubbed quite badly. I think some of it is dubbed. I think some of it yeah, is well, just I think flat Stephen out dubbed. Strange, def- well, ADH, definitely. Yeah. ADH? ADR. ADR. ADH, ADHD, you're thinking of. <laughs> 
So we find out that Doctor Strange uh, works on the psych ward. Um, he's the he's resident lovely. there. He is lovely. Really he's nice. Got, he's so affable. He's, he's lovely to that boozy old duffer who goes in this there. Who's on the screen right now with me. Right. She says, oh, I, I could do with some pills or something. I haven't drunk in weeks. I'm just basically vomiting bile. Got anything for me? And he's like, yeah, I take all the time with you. Then the next guy comes in, has got some other kind of problem. He spends time talking to him. But then the soundtrack kind of kicks in. And it sounds like that uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, I quite, I quite like the, uh, the, uh, the sting in that. And, uh, and also, earlier on, there's a, a real 70s funk vibe going on. There's, yeah, like, it's I think eclectic. it works. The soundtrack yeah. is eclectic, Definitely. if nothing else. Right sure. now, the alcoholic old lady has got up to go. He's holding her hand. He's opening the door for her. He's smiling, calling the next fella in. Here he comes. He's got some kind of thing with his wrists. And then uh, we get a shot of, of, of what I think is, well, looks like Times Square, perhaps, Manhattan anyway. And then it goes really, really weird. We get the first person view of a car driving around this neighborhood. Random kids just start jumping on the car. Yeah, yeah. She gets harassed by kids and then she... So we should just say Little Red Riding Hood is in yeah, the car here. Morgan Le Fay is, is uh, just making her way through and then... These kids harass her, and this is the first magic that we've seen, isn't it? She dead-eye mind yes. tricks these kids. And then we just cut to this young girl, young student, we look, who looks like she's walking around a college campus, carrying a bundle of books, looking mm-hmm. very studious. You know, people, other rambunctious young men are running around her. And uh, I swear to God, Morgan Le Fay is stalking her so close, she can probably feel a breath on her neck, but doesn't react to it. It's like there's this woman staring at her, and she's just walking well, along. Well, I think she's, she's Jedi mind-tricking her again, isn't she? At this but way. at this point, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's so close to her. I mean, I'd put this down as the second Jedi mind-trick. Quite um, possibly. I think that she was doing... I think there's some sound over the, the stair that makes it clear that she's doing something okay. to her. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Definitely right now, because she can see her reflection in the um, in the in the window. She just carries on walking. We don't see Morgan Le Fay anymore. But what we do see is Stan Lee. He's standing there at at presumably one end of a bridge and minding Mm. his own business. It's a bit of a jump, that, isn't it? It is uh, a bit of a jump. And then Milf's there as well, isn't she? We see, yeah, Morgan Le Fay's walking over the bridge, first of all. He throws down the gauntlet. He's like, yeah, bring it on. I know why you're here. You failed 500 years ago. Come on, let's do this. Um, and let's then get it on. rather wonderful. Yeah, they start fight. They don't talk. They fight each other with mind voices. Don't they? Yeah. There's no lip movement. No. They just read each other's minds. And then Morgan Le Fay disappears. Student girl is now happily walking over the bridge towards Stanley. He looks at her and says, blimey, she looks happy, and then shits his pants and looks scared. She just walks right up to him cold, drops her books, and fucks him over the edge of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, and the, the staging of that um, stunt really sets the tone for the action sequences in it this does. whole thing. It's, it's um, marvellous. It's, yeah. It's um, broad daylight. She, she throws him over the edge of this yeah, bridge yeah. in broad daylight. He lands on Surely a car. Surely he's dead. Surely, Surely he's dead. He's dead. Three days, she did it in 30 seconds. Didn't even need the three minutes or a cleavage. It's wonderful stuff. So we then kind of get loads of people crowding round. A man could be dead on the floor. New York being New York, what do people do? Beep the horn because they're annoyed that traffic stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but then we have a bit of magic. Stan Lee sits up, dusts himself off. 
I mean, he's not even remotely. Not scratch on he's him. got he's got a tiny limp, hasn't he? And then it's he's like, got a, okay, which he seems to put on once people look. Yeah, I think he was magically fine anyway. And then he goes in there, does a little limp. It, he, I think he sort of puts it on worse than verbal in the usual suspects, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it clears up pretty quickly. It's fair to say. Yeah, and then um, then we seem to cut to Wong. Who's looking at the drawing that Stanley did of um, of, a, of the possessed girl of the student, girl. which is really good, fantastic. He's drawn a really good picture. His his life would have been a lot less dangerous if it just stuck to art, definitely. So Stanley's then walking around the neighbourhood. His hand glows, and he makes he's, he's at his ready back ready break because his hand's yeah. glowing, and he's making himself feel better. And then we cut to Doctor Strange in the hospital, being really caring and nice again, and presumably he's he's all sexed out because he looks a little bit less randy. When you compare his his bedside manner and his approach to to his patients with with Benedict Cumberbatch, I would no, I'd rather no. be in 1978 New York, to be honest. Absolutely. He even turns the TV off when it's too loud on the psych ward. I know he's a good man. One of the things that we do we do see Stanley slumped in front of a fire, looking like he's had a bit of a bad day, and Wong does give him a bit of TLC. <laughs> yeah, so I remember the quote from this bit is um, he just says, it, "Wong's like, are, are you all right?" He's like, "I'm a few hundred years old to be all right." <laughs> oh, well, you can't, you cannot argue with that, can you? No, you know, come on, Wong, give, cut him some slack. Not only is he a few two, a few hundred years too old to be all right, he's just been yeah. thrown off a bridge. Yeah, in broad daylight, no one cared. No, no one cared. We go to Doctor Strange in his office, and one of the things I thought was really a nice touch was they had a copy of the Incredible Hulk comic on his uh, bookshelf. Uh, I didn't didn't notice that. Yeah. One thing I found really, really weird on this is that we we cut back to the possessed student girl, and we find out her name is Clea, Clea Lake, which, Mm -hmm. again, I still think is a joke. (laughs) Um, But she, it really disturbed me, this bit. She's in her apartment. She gets in bed. She sleeps fully clothed with her shoes on. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? What kind of monster is she? Do I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The strange uh, share a dream in which mm-hmm. they both see Morgan Le Fay. They both see Stanley getting thrown over the bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Dr. Strange wakes up on the, on the couch in his, uh, in his little office. So we know he's dedicated. He doesn't even go home. We then cut to that monster of a woman sleeping fully clothed with shoes on in her bed uh, again. And uh, the video, the dream sort of transcends into this um, sort of Kate Bush pop video-esque kind of of shots. Um, Yeah, she leaves her flat to some 70s prog. She does. And that's the bit I don't understand. She's freaked out by her dream of seeing Morgan Le Fay. Mm. So she leaves yeah. and gets in the lot in the lift, and I think yeah why yeah and then touches all the buttons just pick one yeah she goes down to the second floor Morgan Le Fay's there right yeah I don't and then she goes down to the ground floor well why didn't Morgan Le Fay just wait by the ground floor and she could have got her on the way out so clearly like clearly Morgan Le Fay can you know, uh, you know read minds and things like that it's just. But- and, really? and control cats, as we'll come to, as we'll come to, as we'll come to later. And then when she's outside, we have another really un, unimpressive stunt, if I if I remember. Which one's this one? Is it? It's she's sort of in the middle of the road, and a car knocks over a bin near her. <laughs> it's it doesn't feel like she's in Drama. all that much danger. <laughs> and then the guy's no. sort of like 
There's a What's taxi, that? isn't there a taxi? Yeah, oh, I think so. Taxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, and they basically he asks for a name and they don't... So she, he, she he does takes, it. This is where she ends up in the hospital, isn't it? Yeah, she has, like, she has no recollection heck? of who she is, why she's running, where she lives. She's totally she doesn't. Distracted. I don't think she remembers the whole bridge incident, any of that stuff at all, does she? she doesn't. No, she's basically being pushed around in a wheelchair, looking really, really, really vacant. And for some reason, the first doctor uh, who's called to her is really nice and tries to, to do stuff. Not do stuff, that sounds sinister. <laughs> tries to look after and care for her. And then calls Doctor Strange because he figures that actually she needs to be on the psychiatric ward. Um, Doctor Strange comes down, says hello, and then goes really... This is where he changes his bedside manner. He goes, full-on bastard here, I think. And he's really kind of abrasive with her. And at one point, when um, when he's checking her over, it looks like he stabs her foot with a pen. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to check her reflexes, isn't he? And he he recognizes him her from the dream. Yeah. Um and one one other bit that I noticed here there was a Dr. Nelson being called on the uh Yeah. which is clearly a reference for me, my surname being Nelson. So that Correct, was good. Correct, middle name. That was good of them. Um yeah, I did, did make me laugh with that one. But one of the things uh, we find is that Dr. Strange um, you know, after his assessment uh, leaves the room and is walking down the corridor and Morgan Le Fay is in the hospital and we know she means business because she stares at him and her eyes make a hissing sound <laughs> which is not yeah. the last time we hear her eyes hiss which is quite oh uh, uh, no okay so is this is when she um I think she's Jedi mind tricking him to touch his neck so that she can see the ring oh okay i wonder what that was about that's what's happening there she she uses her amazing psychic powers to give him a slight itch on the back of his neck which also she can't be sure which hand he's going to itch that with but scratch that with but she gets lucky and he scratches it with the hand that reveals the ring so that's what she was so that's how she knows that he's yeah yeah he's the guy so she's found her mark for sure then she's like okay right definitely here we go so we're then about 35-ish minutes into the movie or TV uh, movie by now. Um, we're back at uh, Doctor. Not, we're back at Stan Lee's house. He's he's properly dressed now. He's wearing normal day-to-day clothes. Looks like a bit of a granddad. Looks like the guy from the Werther's original advert. Wong's making him a cup of tea. Um, Stan Lee says, "Also, hang on, you've missed out there that she's convinced she can't go to sleep. That's, that's a big thing. Die. She's like, I can't go to sleep because I I die." you know nightmare on elm street kind of situation yep. don't let that's me correct. sleep yeah that's, that's that's what she's worried about yeah at this point she's still called uh, still a jane doe isn't she yeah we don't um, know what she's called yet though no. no so we then cut to stan lee's house wong's looking after him uh wong says he's going out for a walk stan lee says he's going to the hospital and we cut to uh clear being given a load of meds out the um that Stan Lee and uh, and Doctor Strange know each other, but we don't know how. That's the oddest bit. Mm-hmm. And then as Wong goes to go off in his little walk, I think he sets his trap, doesn't he? There, there's a mystical shield around the, the property yeah. to stop, um, I guess, uh, unwanted visitors uh, getting in. And we see Wong walk past Morgan Le Fay, who looks like she's stopping off for a hot dog. But as the guy goes to serve him to it, <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. walks off without paying for it. Uh, it was, yeah, a real odd thing to have, you know, this well-dressed lady standing in the middle of a New York street going to buy a hot dog. It seemed like such a random choice of, uh, of, of direction. 
this is her first cat incident as well it isn't is it first of the cat so uh, she then takes possession her her special power it seems to be jedi mind tricks at this point yeah but she can also take possession of blondes and cats yes so far <laughs> so, so, licking themselves. yeah and so she's looking at this cat and i'm 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 sitting there thinking that's that's a good idea get the yep. cat and then you can get up on the roof and go and find like you know an open yeah. window or some way to sneak in there it's yep. a cat right that's the advantage of having a cat no Agile cat. she just gets the cat to walk straight up to the front door and get zapped she could have done that herself yeah so the cat basically gets electrocuted in scarpers mm. which is uh pretty cruel i mean i'm not a bit i'm not a big cat fan so maybe she I'm... just doesn't like cats <laughs> yeah it could be it she's like ha. then we cut to the staff room at the hospital where the senior medical staff are basically just saying how much they hate dr strange and how much they think he's a twat he's he's late all the time I mean, I think he he doesn't seem to have a great regard for authority, but he's lovely with his patients. But we know why he's late, because he was checking on his patients. That's true. That's so true. he stayed overnight, for God's sake. Cut exactly. Some slack. Exactly. So, yeah. So um, after he checks on his uh, patients, he heads off to Stan Lee's house, I think, for some reason, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah. Wrong, so we've, we've got a bit of um, the nurse going all... Uh, or nurse ratchet oh she's, yeah the senior nurse nurse absolutely hates him she's um, awful she's determined and and the um the head boss is also like right we, we, oh, we're gonna sedate her we're gonna sedate her that's you, it tough tough titty strange yeah that's what's happening we don't care if she dies oh and also um uh, stanley jedi jedi mind tricks his way into the psych ward then he jedi mind tricks um ratchet and then he meets Strange, and, he sh- and, and his official documentation to get to see this woman is that drawing that he's done. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and Strange is like, oh, well, that's a good drawing. You yeah. must, you must, you must know her. <laughs> you must know her. You couldn't have yeah. done that from memory or seen her on the street. So no. yeah, that basically it, it works as ID. I mean, it is an exceptionally accurate drawing, but I don't know if it's really an official document, quite frankly. No, and it's but also it seems this- to work. It's at this point we find out that Stan Lee, uh, v- at the very least, knew Doctor Strange's family and certainly seems to know him, I think, from their little scene yes. in, yeah, in yeah, Doctor does. Strange's office. And then they both head back to... He, uh, this is when we finally find out he's called Thomas Linmer because he gives him a card saying That's it. Thomas Linmer. And you're like, okay, we can, we'll stop, we can co- stop calling you Stan Lee now, although we probably won't. Once Doctor Strange goes to good old Tommy L's house... Uh, Morgan Le Fay decides that she's going to follow him mm. and then does the strangest, most confusing magic trick I've ever seen in my life. I'm not sure what the point is. She's in a, a busy street. Let's get to the, if I, I'll just skip ahead and get to the bit, see if I can describe it. So, yeah, they do the golden handshake in his office. Clea is lying Yeah, in the she's bed. been spiked with Thorazine. Uh, she's, yep, they have a go at the head doctor mm-hmm. saying, what are you trying to do, kill this yeah, woman? And, and then he has and a row. And Dr. Taylor, fuck you, Dr. Taylor. Surprise, surprise, Clea's in a coma. Yeah. She, she's been trying then to tell we, you this. You don't listen. And now her no. coma is on your hands. Then Strange storms out of the hospital. He crosses the road to go uh, into a set that looks like uh, the corner of Sesame Street. Oh, yes. And I would expect this is an- uh, Big This Bird is another stunt up. coming up here, isn't it? 
Yeah, this is the one. So Morgan Le Fay is watching him. It's a crowded street, got kids cycling. He's by a bus mm-hmm. stop. There's, there's traffic in the road. She sees the kid cycling towards him and seems to stare. And, and we get the eye hissing. A bus comes around the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I can see, all she does is make the kid wobble enough on his bike <laughs> for Doctor Strange to steady him yeah. and then the bus pulls up yeah, next the, to him at the bus stop. There's absolutely there's less danger in this stunt than there is with the taxi driver knocking over a bin near yeah. near the blonde. Because the, the, the kid doesn't even go on the road. He's on no. the pavement the whole time. It's just a mild inconvenience that yeah. happens to take place near a bus stop. That's That's all that's going on there. I don't think at any point that that bike goes off the pavement no it doesn't the, the bus does not go on the pavement it just seems like it's mildly annoying for dr strange Stephen, to... well he, he, that's why i put stephen strange looks mildly put out <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she failed 500 years ago she's not i mean she's only got three days she needs to up her game a little exactly. bit exactly so we're about 45 minutes into this so far so about halfway through the the actual the thing so we're back at we're back at the sanctum now, and we're finding out about the ring, yeah. And we also find out that Doctor Strange is thirty three, and I would say <laughs> that's the craziest craziest revelation in this whole yeah. scene, right? I would say he doesn't look a day over forty five. <laughs> Doctor Strange has been um, pretty uh, resistant to the whole affair so far hasn't he he's even with the magic handshake and even at this stage he's like magic's bullshit man what are you talking about he's he's just not having it no so we're roughly 50 minutes into an hour and a 33 movie including titles dr strange hasn't uh done anything strange there's (laughs) no magic from him he hasn't worn his garb he's basically just been a really nice doctor he is. I, so, I would have. I wouldn't mind him as my consultant. Um, and in no. in fact, the sum total of the magic has been some mind talking, some mild Jedi mind tricks, yeah, and m- limp. <laughs> taking over a cat mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and making making a kid wobble on a bike. Yep, pretty it's, much. <laughs> it's not pretty terrifying, much. is it? It's not terrifying. It's not really. It's not really. So we then go to. Um, What's his name? Thomas Linda. At one Lindbeth, point, I remember. Lindbeth, Lindbeth. Yeah, yeah. Tommy L. He basically then uh, starts to give uh, Doctor Strange a massive portion of word soup, where he um, he spends ages talking him to him about the level of danger they're facing, how much you know, history of magics and all that sorts of thing. And I'm just sat there thinking, you've got three days until the end of the world. <laughs> Fuck up. He yeah. takes his sweet time in getting to the point to tell yeah, Dr. Yeah. Strange that he has this mystical heritage, basically. Um, what's hilarious is that after Dr. Strange learns of the fate, like his parents died in a car crash or something. Protecting him somehow. Protecting him. He, he was supposed to be and... in the car or something. I didn't really get I, that. No, maybe. I didn't really get it. I've got to say it, it was much clearer in Harry Potter what the relationship between parents <laughs> saving child was. So at least they... Uh, they learned from this mistake um i didn't really get it she uh, dr strange then for some reason calls the hospital to speak to the nurse he was chatting up at you know 45 minutes ago in yes. terms of the movie yeah 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 and feels the need to tell her that he's on the run yeah but i'm on the lamb i'm on the lamb where lam are you is what he says yeah and her, 
she no sells it. She doesn't even react. It's like, yeah. oh, it's Tuesday. He's on the run again. Yeah. Um, it's just there's no reaction at all. So he's he's checking in to see how she's doing, isn't it? Um, because he's about to. This is when he has to go in and rescue her from the astral plane. Is yes, that, and we, that's where we, we are. So he's checking on and clear, and we know he's agitated because he's taken off his 70s sports coat and tie. The nurse no-sells it and kind of gives him a brief update, I think, on clear at that point. Yeah, I think sure. he's just told that she's still in a coma. That's, yeah. all, that's all we get from that. I'm that's all sure. we get. We then cut to uh, Thomas Linmer um, doing some magic hand stuff that I don't really understand what he, it is. I think he magics his ring. I think he gets... <laughs> I know, right? He makes his golden. He gives him the go. He's already done the golden handshake, so that was a little yeah. bit of magic. And then he gets the ring off of him and magics the ring somehow. He he, he magics Doctor Strange's ring. He does, yeah. He does some golden, golden uh, ring <laughs> golden magic, magic, golden, golden ring, ring magic. magic. Um, and he also gives him the magic protection words. Do you remember this? Oh, yes. I don't remember what they are. Uh, they... I, I, I haven't written them down, but it's something like, oh, be gone, uh, vile, what's it? And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's going to work, surely. Well, with a stroke of luck, I happen to know what those words were, Fred, and I will try and deliver them in the way that uh, fake Stan Lee delivered them <laughs> in this movie. Okay, go on. So he asked Stephen Strange to, to repeat these words and to well, fight off any beings in this underworld who, who will try and obstruct him on his you know, mighty quest to do whatever. And those words are, In the name of Ryle, scourge of demons, I command you, be gone. And he then asks Stephen Strange to repeat them, who sounds like a bored teenager and just says, In the name of Ryle, scourge of demons, I command you, be gone. It's the most flat delivery I've ever heard in my life. Um, what's really weird to me about that scene is that fake Stan Lee is smoking a pipe. I know, it's, just it's, it seems weird, doesn't it? You just don't see it. No. You just don't see it anymore. Okay, it's time for us to take a quick little break. So we're going to give you a second recommendation here. And that is Batman the Animated Series from the 1990s. As entertaining as it is beautifully animated and designed, Batman the Animated Series is arguably the finest on-screen adaption of The Dark Knight yet. Great storytelling, wonderful animation, and an amazing voice cast. This was animation that can be enjoyed by kids and adults alike, as it mixes the comedic, the dark, and the thrilling into each of its episodes. Plus, we get Mark Hamill delivering that Joker performance. Wonderful. From then on, the movie kind of fil- uh, falls off a fucking cliff. Really, it goes absolutely mad. It's like it's, it's like it's took, like you've taken a bunch of LSD. Yeah, to go down yeah, this the, mad kaleidoscope, doesn't it? The, yeah. So this is a reference that not many people will get actually. But there's a TV series called Time Tunnel, mm-hmm. and um, you, you've heard. I, I, I think I lent you the DVD. Right, still have it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this reminded me of when they go through the time tunnel it's just like yeah. okay now we're going about spinning around and yeah and to be doing fair, cartwheels yeah it looks a little bit hokey doesn't it this uh, it, yeah this is where you begin to appreciate the level of uh, budget for for modern doctor strange doing all of his inception magic um yeah it does go a bit mad there's enough jazz flutes to make ron burgundy jealous as far as i'm concerned over this kaleidoscope scene um yeah. we see that morgan lefay has a new dress mm. but she still does the same seductive dances earlier when she was chatting to uh to uh, red sideshow bob morgan lefay at this point is chatting to a nice a knight on a horse because of yeah course she is. he looks a bit like one of the knights of knee i thought with the long yes. head bells are Definitely. off bells are Definitely. off this guy is 
Yeah, I, I, feel, I thought he was the big bad, to be honest. Um, <laughs> how wrong you were. How wrong and, I was. So the deal with Belzeroth is that he's going to help out, but he can... She's the the girl Clear Lake is trapped in the astral plane. Stranger's mm-hmm. gone in there. Belzeroth is gonna f- fuck them up. And um, well, before we get there, Doctor Strange is described as a new traveler to the spectral plane, and oh. he finds Morgan Le Fay within seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, I was beginning to wonder whether they were suddenly worried about how much film stock they had left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shit, just have him find us straight no, away. Yeah, he gets there. He gets there dead quick. Uh, Belzeroth is told that he can keep the girl, but she he must bring the man to her. And as we find, Doctor Strange finds Belzeroth, and uh, basically kills him off in two three seconds something well like that. yeah that lucky remembered those words wasn't it because it's very I'm lucky that they're not going to do anything but they are massively effective and immediately belzeroth is like shit he knows the words oh, yeah i've got no hope then no and then we cut to this version this uh, movie's version of uh superman flying with lois uh they seem to be somehow Doctor Strange is with Clear, and they're flying around in the spectral plane some somehow. Um, it it seems, really is beginning to look like a Kate Bush video at this point. It all seems pretty, pretty easy, doesn't it, for him? It's not. Yeah, not I've too got to tricky. say. I mean, almost um, anticlimactic. One it, would say. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Strange is now looking like he's wearing a sort of a white disco suit, so that's a bit weird. Um, after we think. Um, Belzeroff has been killed off. It turns out he's just uh, just wounded a little bit, but Morgan Le Fay is giving him a right telling off. Um, yeah. She sounds like sounds like a bit of a moody teenager throughout all of this. It's incredibly anticlimactic, almost pointless, I would say, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah, Belzeroth does not bring much to the table, does he? He's dismissed yeah. immediately. And then he, basically this just gives um, Morgan Le Fay a chance to ha- give someone else a bollocking because she's getting all the yes. bollockings, isn't she, from um, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Uh, so she gets to give Belzeroth a bollocking, but then sure enough, Sideshow Bob gives her a bollocking straight <laughs> yeah, afterwards as well. So like, well, yep. you come on, you know, you're heading up this operation. Don't try and pass the buck. Yeah, I think they described it in the wire as fecal gravitas. Shit rolls downhill. Um, <laughs> and then it turns out, so after... Doctor Strange and Clear go on their trippy flight back through the kaleidoscope. It turns out Doctor Strange is still in Stanley's mud hut. Because that's confusing. Clear is in the hospital. It looks at first like he's there in the hospital with her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's not. He's not, no. No, I I think maybe he was just like seeing her in the hospital or something. I don't know. It's a bit confusing. Yeah, then this kind of weird golden special effect flies into new york into the hospital and i guess it must be clear's soul going back to her body stephen mm. strange is this ghost-like being standing over the bed and then solidifies and then we find out he is elsewhere it's very very weird like i say pretty pointless other than bringing clear back it feels like a very kind of uh lame and limp way of getting to that plot point yeah, Belzeroth was a complete waste of time. Quite yeah, frankly, we then find um, 
the next day that Doctor Strange is in the hospital, he's wearing a terrible turtleneck. 70s fashion was awful. He looks like a real sex pest at this point. Um, I can only presume he's hiding the, the, the love bites from the nurses he's been seducing under, the, under that turtleneck. He opens a door, clears absolutely fine, and we find out that she's even worse at pool than I am. She's, she's super shit. She is terrible. She, she really is. Yeah, they begin to flirt with each other well she goes straight in for did you save my life last night which is a weird opening gambit but she must have been aware of something was going on and then also you've got you've also got morgan le fay uh just before that gets told off for thrice staying her hand um and and the uh, big baddies like why did you do that and her answer is i am still a woman and the man attracted me then we find sort of yeah, Doctor Strange and, and uh, Clara flirting with each other around New York. She's she's studying psychology, and she asks him if um, he can help with her homework, which I think is fully cheating. Asking yes. a professional to do your your homework, your psychology homework. He then says, "Should we be worried about the doctor patient relationship?" And they kind of laugh it off and decide that they're going to go on a date. Um, and then uh, he says, I'll, I'll come and get you later. I've got to go off to see Stan Lee. Uh, it's now nighttime. He goes off to Stan's house. It's really weird. It then starts to rain heavily out of nowhere. Doctor Strange is going to, to Stan Lee's house. It begins to rain. Wong reads some kind of fortune cookie wisdom at him about umbrellas and rain. It's just really weird. Yeah, it? that's right. It, it, just because he has faith that it's not raining, if he doesn't take an umbrella, he'll still get wet or something like that. Yeah. Strange gets a bit annoyed that um, Wong uh, keeps calling him his master, and he's very adamant that he would have no master. I will have no that's master. It. That's it. So they have a little chat. Then Stephen Strange goes off for his date. Oh, no, hang on. Hang on. This is, oh, I missed no, no, no. I'm just, this particularly upset me, actually. This, okay. this cat section. This was a real red flag for Strange. Because up to now, I quite like Doctor Strange, right? But what mm-hmm. he does is he's, he's decided that, he, again, he doesn't want to have anything to do with the voodoo nonsense. He's still not having yes. magic. So he goes out. Despite having seen. Everything he's, he's already seen, seen, he's a non-believer. He's still not convinced, is he? He's still not having it. <laughs> he's not. That's just... No. He needs, he needs something more tangible. <laughs> I know, <laughs> exactly. Belzeroth obviously didn't do it for him. And so he gets to the door, right? He's leaving this place. Bear in mind, this is the second time he's ever been to this place, right? He doesn't really know the household. He doesn't know any... No. He doesn't. He's only been in a couple of rooms. He's just been in there a couple of times. Maybe what 20 minutes all told he spent oh well no because he was in the astral plane the whole time but he wasn't really in the place then he was in the astral plane (laughs) so he opens the door to a random cat bear in mind we're in new york Mm -hmm. city we're not out in the countryside somewhere where you see a cat and you'd assume it's this person's cat it's just a cat on the street and his words are hello kitty do you live here question mark (laughs) <laughs> come on in come on in then and get dry that's it that if somebody did that at my house right i own a bird i'd be living i'd be absolute i'd be like strange that is i liked you before why are you letting strange cats into people's yeah. houses it's arrogant presumption it's absolutely it not absolutely nuts like i say he's in new york city how many strays that cat could have anything 
yeah, it really upset me. It upset me that day. Well, jokes on him. Jokes on him because it turns out that's not a normal cat, Fred. Who would? Who could have thought it? It turns out it's Morgan Le Fay in disguise. What? I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We go from the shocking reveal that Morgan Le Fay has uh, dressed herself up as a cat, snuck in. Uh, Wong goes downstairs and goes to confront her and gets zapped by her <laughs> weird eyes or something. Yeah, zapped by it was, again, pretty anticlimactic, wasn't it? Massively she just, so. It's she just zaps him straight away. He's done. Yep. That's it. He's done. She then goes to find Stan Lee, who the only way I can describe this is he is tied to a pentagram wearing a 1930s lifeboatman southwester kind of outfit. It looks like the strangest advert for the RMLI you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he is seemingly killed off super quick by yeah, her as well. Even so. that zap fight lasts all of 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And, then, and then you're kind of thinking, well, why didn't she just zap him in the first place? If she yeah. could, if she can out zap him, this has all been a massive waste of time. You didn't even exactly. need to have Doctor Strange involved if you can zap the old guy. You were told, exactly. zap the old guy. If you can't do that, get his successor. What I think is important to note here is that we are an hour and nine minutes into an hour and thirty-three movie. They are they have only really just tried to bring in any element of danger in, yeah. in the final twenty minutes here. So we go from we go from the apparent death of fake Stan Lee. Well, she to, she uh, has to take him to a place where she can destroy him. So okay. she she, Ikea, she then or? no she then summons Asmodeus, um, who we don't really see, but he has a really cool silhouette. I remember that oh. you can see him in silhouette, and I was like, oh, that's quite a cool silhouette, Asmodeus. Yeah. Well done. So wherever she she's going to take him somewhere where he can be destroyed. The recycling center. I don't know. I don't know by now. It's then it's then uh, cutting to Clear's house, and she's dressed to impress on a uh, date night. Um, Looks like she's <laughs> in undies, quite frankly. Well, it does. It does. To be honest, she then makes herself even more of a monster to me because she kisses Doctor Strange with her eyes open. What is wrong with this woman? She sleeps fully clothed with shoes on. She kisses people with eyes open and locked on them. It is terrifying. It's a weird situation. Doctor Strange goes off to get a beer, and at this point. I think it really is about to turn into the porno that the soundtrack and their bad perms suggest it might be. And then, well, then you have the the reveal. And it's your highlight, Morgan. This is my favourite bit in the whole film. Um, Morgan Le Fay appears in her room, and she does one of the strangest screams I have ever heard, which I'm going to attempt now because I did have a listen back to it. And it sort of starts. It's a kind of like a. <clears throat> uh... Ah! it's like a two-part <laughs> scream and the first bit is like a, an, a, a sort of motorcycle revving up yeah and then yeah and then she sort of does a secondary uh, scream of anguish what's the matter i think it's a bit like when do you remember if, when you were watching football as a kid and someone was about to take a penalty mm. and the other players might go, yeah, yeah, try and put him off? It sounds like someone has done that but accidentally then stepped on Lego. <laughs> then we go, where do we go from, from then? We find that uh, Morgan Le Fay is 
actually now in the flat and she tells Doctor Strange to follow her and gives her gives her her word that Clea won't be harmed. Yeah, yeah. Now I can definitely see why fake Stanley took so fucking long in in trying to drum in information to this boy. He's like he's an idiot. He's not going to get it. So what it's, does Doctor Strange do? Follows her. I know. Thinks and he take it. It, it just seems oh that's good enough for me. Yeah. Just and takes then, her word. You know that she's the best. I mean, I still think at this point that perhaps he doesn't believe in magic. And it's yeah. like, dude, Again. come on. What have we got to do here to convince yeah. you that this is happening? Well, then we cut to another horror scene, which is clear now suddenly calm again. Lying on her bed with shoes on again, Fred. <laughs> to be fair, this time she collapsed. She didn't choose. Okay. Yeah. Do you know well, what I she's mean? getting comfortable. Just as we go and see Doctor Strange and um, and Morgan Le Fay uh, in, in the uh, other world, whatever you call Ast- it. Astral we do, plane. Astral plane, spectral yeah. plane. We do see a shot of, of, of Clea curling up on her bed, getting comfy, and she's still got her shoes on. That woman's wow. bed must be filthy. She's a monster. Frankly, <laughs> she is. She <laughs> everything that happened to her. We then cut to the spectral plane where Doctor Strange is now wearing a kind of burgundy t-shirt and has... Yeah, yeah, he's got an outfit now, hasn't he? Well, I thought he looks to me like he's cut a hole in the middle of a doily and put it over his neck. It's, a, it's the weirdest necklace ever. Um, Morgan Le Fay is, is trying to seduce him, I think, at this point. Fairly successfully as well. We then finally get the scene we want. We go back to the acid trip and we finally see Doctor Strange wearing his full-on Doctor Strange gear. Mm -hmm. His wing-tipped collars, his flowing cape. He's got his Um, new suit and bling and he's also now got zapping powers, I think. This is the first time he has any powers at all that I could tell. Yeah. And something just beamed out of his hand, possibly out of his head. Morgan Le Fay's looking really happy. They look like a happy couple. Genuinely. <laughs> I think in this bit, she she kisses him and she does. he says, the touch of her lips is cold. True. And that seems to be the only sticking point because then yes. he then, then finally she... asks who the fuck she is. This is the first yep. time that he's like, who are you? You've already kissed yeah. her, for God's sake. I mean, come on. Yeah. Get your facts straight. She she gives him her name, and then he said, "Oh well, that's warmed your lips up." <laughs> yeah, the only sticking point was that her lips were a bit cold, and that was yeah. because he didn't know her name. So, last break of the episode, and that means the last recommendation too. And our final recommendation for you is 2012's Dread, the movie starring Carl Urban and Lena Headey. It's ultra-violent, fast-paced, entertaining, with spectacular effects. This is a great introduction to the world of 2018's Judge Dredd. Just please, please don't pick up the Stallone movie by mistake. She then seduces him, and we think, blimey, he's he's definitely going to get laid here. No word of a lie. He wastes no time, and he is... He is flopped right up in Mm -hmm. between her legs on camera. It is one of the most graphic movement moments kind of there's there's no innuendo about this sexual innuendo no it's just it's just there one one other thing that i thought as well is um he obviously finds her persuasion much more effective lindman's been trying to bang into him about magic and all sorts and all the time he's like nah no this voodoo nonsense i don't believe it i don't and then she's like yeah magic now and he's like yeah okay fair enough amazing how he's maybe this is a commentary on how men are easily led by the opposite sex when you know potential of getting laid is in there 
He does seem he does seem like he likes the ladies, doesn't he? Does he he d- definitely does. The weird point is when they're presumably mid-coitus, she shows him an image of dead fake Stanley, and I'm I'm trying to like for me I'd be like that'd kill the boner, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, I think she then threatens to rape him. Yeah, and I'm it seemed that way, didn't it? It did seem and I don't inappropriate. Know why. Yeah. At that point, I become I became quite uncomfortable with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely um, not taking no for an answer, is she? No. Um, and then he wants to get take his ring off for some reason. He's so so besotted that he's like, "Oh, can you take yeah. the ring off?" And she's just like, "No, I can't." And he's like, "Why?" And it's like, "Oh, you'll see me as this old dead woman or something." And then we we have another one shot, one flashy shot boss fight, and she's dead. Is that right? Is that what happens? Yeah, next? yeah, pretty much. Yeah, zap fight. She starts yeah. a fire. Um, yeah, he tries the magic words; they don't work. He's seen no. Linma in a web with like um, metal gore paint on. Yeah, like he could be in that band Ghost, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, she starts a fire and then he just zaps her and she disappears and that's it. Done. Yeah. Then we go back to Dr. Strange's house. No, Dr. no, we go back to Stan Lee's house. Mm-hmm. Great news. Wong and fake Stan Lee are absolutely okay. Totally Stan fine. Lee says, Stan Lee, he tricked, Stan Lee actually says he tricked Dr. Strange into accepting his destiny. So Dr. Mm. Strange can't trust anyone then. No. <laughs> you know? Absolutely not. And Doctor Strange finally calls him Master, which is presumably what he was after all along. It does. And then through exposition, Doctor Strange, uh, you know, is told that you know he, he took a big risk, and he says, "I don't understand, but I've made my choice." It's Brexit all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's unbelievable. I think he was mostly swayed by um, Le Fay, really. Yeah, I think to be so. the one that convinced him and gave him his powers and gave him his his outfit. Yeah, so maybe she's the true hero of, of all of this. I don't know, but then the weird thing is, so we have load of exposition is given to us here about you know what's going on and what happened and all of that, and then we get this weird bit where Morgan Le Fay is back. Yeah, well, she gets another bollocking from the boss. <laughs> That's true. She's back on, she, on she gets another, she gets another. She gets told off from the boss, and then he turns her old, and she begs for her youth back. It's over New York with weirdly, yeah. weirdly chilled '80s sitcom incidental piano riff, which did not seem to fit whatsoever. And it was like, oh, okay, that's it's all fine now, is it? I guess so. That's yeah. what I'm being led to believe by this music. Well, Doctor Strange then goes back into the staff room and all the doctors are there, doctors and nurses are there, including the ones he's tried to seduce. And they all seem a lot happier with him, Yeah, right? So make clearly they've been won over. Then Clear is being assessed and I guess she gets the all clear. <laughs> she's, she's back in hospital again and can't remember anything again. Yep, again. Doctor Strange is off duty and then uh, goes and finds Clear. She seems to know who he is and they're going off to flirt with each she other again. She seems to know who he is, but doesn't remember any of any, anything at all. We then get the exact same flirtation scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same and street. It's same, same shot, words. but it's not the same shot. They are in different costume because I had to check this. I was like, have they just recycled exactly the same shot? But it is actually a costume change there. So after the same scene, but not the same scene, we suddenly see rather spookily 
that uh, Morgan Le Fay is on TV being interviewed by some local news news hack about something. And uh, then we end with Doctor Strange walking down the street, going past the street magician, and he kind of fucks up his trick and walks off with a little smile. Yeah, he does a he does a proper little what I call a Riker stare, um, which is Star Trek reference. Where he used to do steely glazes, uh, steely gazes, uh, just out of shot. And he sort of does that. Um, so what she's actually doing in that, I did, I did kind of manage to work this out. She's doing some self-help thing. So they, they, she set up this big self-help thing where she's trying to um, help particularly young people. So I think that's the setup is that she's going to be trying to spread her magic through these young people's seminars or something yeah so she's almost like a 1978 version of that uh nixium sex cult that was uh, happening a couple of years back with uh with a couple of uh people from hollywood <laughs> and other places that all seems like it's just set up ready for episode two which we're never gonna see sadly true we won't see it because a bit of facts we go back to facts now um the ratings for dr strange were very very low on the nielsen ratings form which is how the american uh, tv rating system is used uh critics generally didn't like it either um it was called a bad film uh by kieran shiak and ellie collins i think i guess they're two uh movie reviewers from the 70s and they suggested that it was the reason cbs did not pick up the series saying that it struggles under its origins and not much happens over the course of 90 minutes scott beggs again presume a, a critic defended the film but conceded that it was slow moving lacking any sense of urgency or indeed much going for the titular character as dr strange was a bit of a gary stew in the film he's instantly good at everything without any training only fails once before miraculously being awesome immediately afterwards and he's generally an idiot he's also barely there as a figure and aaron couch called the film an ambitious shoot whose effects were campy by today's standards but described the acting as wonderfully committed performances what say you, Fred? How do you feel about those comments? I mean, I actually uh, didn't uh, dislike it as much as I was expecting to. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I scored it the same as the new Doctor Strange. Um, it was a score-wise three on five or six out of ten, um, which I was expecting to be worse. I mean, the obviously the effects are dated, but I have seen a lot worse. Um, uh, even at later times, definitely. Um, I mean, the Zap fights were underwhelming, but that wasn't necessarily the effects. Obviously, the the soundtrack was all over the place. You've got electro, 70s rock, crazy circus organ at one point. Yeah, jazz flute. You know, jazz flute. You had what, what I described as the 80s incidental sitcom piano riff. It it was all over the place um but i didn't mind that i didn't mind that obviously as i've always already mentioned i'm a i'm a big fan of both german expressionism and the flintstones so i could live in the sanctum um but overall yeah the uh, the actual um urgency was quite low and you didn't feel like too much was on the line it was you know it really we're talking end of the world stuff here and it never really felt that no scary, i think that it? was the thing for me like you i once i'd watched it i, I went on the old imdb and whacked him a score i gave it a six out of ten three out of five however you want to divide that up um which at the time was the same score i would i gave the new 
Doctor Strange. After a rewatch of the new Doctor Strange, I might put that in as a low seven, to be honest. I'm not really sure. But I didn't hate okay. this. this I, th- I thought this would be a pain to watch, but actually I admired how serious people played it. Um, there was no hint mm-hmm. that this was completely ridiculous. It was all played, you know, as if, uh, you know, this was what was happening. Um, I admired the commitment of, of, of the characters. I mean, Anne-Marie Martin was perhaps overcommitted yes. <laughs> at yeah, some points, I would have true. said. Um, but apart from that, yeah, you know, you sort of believed, you believed that you were in this world, but were like, why am I? In, why, why am I in this world? Nothing's really happening a lot of the time. No, nothing. Nothing. To be fair, you know, it was an hour and fifteen at least before we saw Doctor Strange as any force of uh, of of power, sorcery power. It was slow moving up until that point. But I don't know what I expected otherwise out of a nineteen seventy eight TV movie. To be fair, yeah, I didn't really have too many expectations going into it, apart from having seen some of the imagery which made me think that it was going to be hokier than it was. So in some senses, yeah. I was disappointed that it wasn't worse than it was. <laughs> so that sense, it was a letdown, but in a kind of, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting way. No, I mean, had we had more of a red uh, sideshow Bob, that would have been a little bit more hokey. And, and had we spent more time in the spectral plane, mm. um, but we spent most of it, you know, in the, in the hospital, kicking in around fake Stanley's yeah. house, you know, um, it was all right. I mean, would I, oh, I don't know. Would you recommend someone watches it? This is the question, isn't it? I mean, I could think of people that I might recommend it to, but I don't think I'd put it out as a general recommendation. No, You'd have to be wanting to know a bit more about Marvel to really go there. I would have said, yeah, I would think if you had a scale of this is the greatest movie in existence to this is the worst movie in existence, I would rate this firmly as this is a movie that exists. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, put it this way. I, I didn't put it on to watch with Bex. She, she's, she's not going to enjoy it, I don't think. No, I, Ellie was definitely with me when I was watching at least. Oh, did she? What, 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 what did she think? She. I don't think she was as invested as I was <laughs> and I wasn't really invested. So yeah, I think it's probably safe to say if it were to be released on limited edition 4K Steelbook, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not be buying, making a purchase. Um, it's an easy pass. <laughs> I mean, even if it had like the coolest artwork on the cover, you'd still, it's still a pass. Even, even if, even if it came with a um, life-size Doctor Strange outfit that you could wear, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be an easy pass. Yeah, and a little, a little ring as well. That'd be a nice little. Yeah, yeah, that'd be more likely to be the extra, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, that said, wasn't terrible. I've definitely seen worse movies and still preferred it to Iron Man 3. <laughs> there you go. That's... Um, that's my final take. I think I still preferred it to the to the, the new Doctor Strange. To be honest with you, sounds like yours is yours is flipped. Yeah, but to be fair, I think having watched the new Doctor Strange recently, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I did the first time I watched it. I think it's Doctor Strange himself that I dislike the most. 
yeah that's what i mean like the movie is perfectly fine and serviceable it's it does what it needs to do to set up doctor strange for the other movies the effects and action sequences in the new one are definitely definitely better than, than in this <laughs> they're, one. They're, yeah there's definitely more than a slight improvement over uh, over the 78 version well i think that probably puts a little uh, surgical plaster over this and um sends it sends it on its merry way into uh, the astral plane so remember <laughs> remember plane. your um <laughs> remember your um get out uh words if you are going to be in there what what do we have to say in the name of ryle scourge of demons i command you be god <laughs> that could be a good epitaph for the movie itself couldn't it <laughs> yeah it's not exactly clartu nick to barada is it let's be honest yeah, I think that probably probably does send Doctor Strange on his merry little way back onto the onto the spectral plane for now. So if you've enjoyed this mad ramble down our uh, taking pleasure in, 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 in bad movies or potentially bad movies, then please listen to the other uh, episodes we've done. Tell your friends, give us a follow on, uh, on Twitter and uh, wherever you find your podcasts. You can email us at iwannabeelated at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is at I want to be elated or just search for I want to be elated podcast. So join us next time where, to be honest, we don't know what we're going to talk about. Not yet. sure, are we? It could be, <laughs> no, it could be, could be an album, could be a deep dive on an album, could be another ridiculous movie. Well, I, 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 have, I have got the uh, 1944 version of Captain America <laughs> sitting around. It could be that. It could be that. It definitely won't be a comparison of Justice League, so I can give you my word on that. Well, thank you very much for taking time out to listen to our little podcast. And uh, from me, James. And from me, Fred. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And we will catch you in the spectral plane. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs>